A.K.A. our master of hate. Master of hate in the building, and I got a lot to spew this at. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And Archmaster Alex can't join us today, but he is with us uh, in spirit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a very uh, special episode today, because we're going to talk about episode six of House of the Dragon, the princess and the queen, and what an episode it was. But before we jump into it, y'all, y'all know why we're here, man. If you have not seen up to episode six of House of the Dragon, please do us all a favor and get your Rudy Poot spoiled cunt ass out of here. <laughs> not the spoiled cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and binge the first five. You won't regret it. But for the people who are ready, we're here for you. We are here. We are here. We, we are about to go balls to the wall. Bore on the floor. Mm. <laughs> Still don't really get that game, but <laughs> it's supposed to. <laughs> so um, let, let's jump right in. Um, you know the the we all knew the time jump was coming. You know it's ten year time jump. It's been highly publicized since the beginning of the show before the show was even out. And today we finally got, well, not today, but with this episode, we finally got our first kind of taste of like what the real time zone was like. And speaking for myself, I thought I thought it was amazing. You know, I'll do respect to Millie and Emily Carey, but, um, you know, it's time to let the adults go to work, man. You could just see, you could just tell that the adults are just more, they got more maturity in their acting, more seasoned, you know, there's more nuance to it. Like, all due respect to Millie, but I don't know if she's pulling off that first birth scene like that. So what did you guys think about the time, mm. how it was executed, and what do we think about our new Rhaenyra and Allison specifically? I think that casting for from Millie to Emma was immaculate. Chef's kiss. Like, that That really went hand in hand. I feel like like you can really... Like in, in just like the 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 similarities in, in kind of how they look and just how they act and everything, I think that was really good. Um, I'm not as high on the the Emily Carey to Olivia Cook. Really, um, I think they look just alike. I didn't think so. I don't know. I thought I thought maybe I thought, <laughs> I thought that was a better she, casting. I thought she. I thought the the looks kind of fell off a cliff there with her, but you know, that's just yeah, I, think I, thought, I think they look good. Yeah, I thought the really facial structure and shit was the facial structure was just throwing me off because it was just different, right? And I was like, yeah, people's facial structure don't really change, but minor gripes, like you know, little nitpicks here and there. In terms of like, in terms of like them as actors, like I mean, Allison has undergone a complete transformation, so maybe that's also what's shocking to me as well. Was like not only like, oh, this is an older character, like this is a complete transformation of her as a character, like in the show, like in, in addition to it being an older actor. 
Um, so maybe those two things compounded and it was just kind of a bit shocking to me because you're used to the, you know, the quiet, timid Allison. And, you know, we saw kind of what was to come, but now like getting how Allison really is in our face um, is, is, it was just shocking to me that she has had a complete 180 in terms of her character. Yeah. So like for me, I think so far what they, what House of the Dragon has done in regards to the time skips, I think has been you know spaced out perfectly. Um, like we well, we had like three years to begin with, then like a year, then two months, then like a day, and then ten years or, or however like you know however the time sequence went. Based off like just how they told the story for the first five, then jumping into the biggest one here, I thought like they paced it perfectly. Um, I do think that Emily Carey and her in the new uh, Allison, I think they look, I thought that was perfect. I thought I could see her aging just like that to that. I, I thought the new Rainier and uh, Millie, I thought that one was a little more questionable because I thought they looked more different. But um, I I enjoy seeing that these these ladies are moving a whole lot different just based on the maturity, like you are saying. Um, I'm not going to put it past Millie, you know, that she couldn't pull off the, the birth scene like that. I mean, she 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 killed Rainier the first five episodes, so I'm not going to say she couldn't do it. But yeah, like just the start of that, I was like, okay, I can see this is this is going to be different, just because this, that's like pretty much the same scene we got with her mother, except she was able to live through it, and this was her I don't know uh, her third kid, and that that was her mom's attempted fourth, I believe. Um, but yeah, I, I love how the newer actors are moving different. You can see they're more uh, direct with what they're saying. They're more, like you said, mature. They're more, I don't know, like the, the adults in the room, so we know it's about to turn out. For sure, for sure. You know, I didn't mean any, you no know, slights to, to Millie. You know, she's a fantastic actor, but it's just some shit, like, as an adult, like, as a kid, you can't act something that you haven't experienced, you know what I'm saying? So, like, as an adult, you're more mature. You have those life experiences to kind of draw from, and so it just kind of makes the the work, the acting more like real, more believable, but hey, uh, better, better wig on, on Lenor as well, by the way, that nigga got a much better, much better wig and much better. Uh, he got a fade now and everything too. So, uh, grown up Lenor is, it was, was a modern haircut. <laughs> I was just like, bro, what was his, I don't know. His wig just seemed a little stiff when he was a kid. Hey. We're going to get the Lenore, because hey, I got some we, shit to say. Yeah, hey, we all got some shit to say. Uh, yeah, we're talking about wigs. Shit, I think all of Valerian wigs look trash. Like, Lena's ass, the kids' ass. Like, that shit look like they just put their own head. Like, all right, go out there. Hey, you um, hate now. Corliss is, I think they spent most of the budget on Corliss's wig. Corliss, Corliss is, is a spy. That looks good. <laughs> That's the only good one I've seen. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, it's tough, man. It's, it's hey, man, tough. they mixed, man, so they can't get the same quality of, <laughs> of their texture, right? <laughs> but like kind of what you were saying about um, Allison, how her whole personality changed, like they kind of took that um, from episode five, that congratulations stepdaughter line, that very sarcastic kind of line. They just kind of like, all right, this is going to be Allison going forward like turned up to 10 and now she's just almost like Cersei Light almost she ain't Cersei Light but Light, like the free trial version of Cersei okay okay yeah I just can't believe like I, I guess this like I don't know cause I don't I wouldn't know this experience but like 
how are you gonna let this grudge from when you're 17 really carry all the way over to adulthood like this? Cause she's a bird. That's yeah. that's really wild. She's really mad that her friend didn't tell her that she had sex, and she's gonna take that all the way into a war. My thing is, my thing is like that doesn't make sense about that bullshit, right? Is like, first of all, bitch, fuck you, you fuck my dad. Secondly, I was like, secondly, bitch, you're friends with the nigga who fucked me, like who I fucked with. <laughs> so like, you're friends with that nigga. Like you're like, oh, because he told you the truth. Like so, why are you friends with that nigga? Right. This is this is you're, like you're literally besties with with that nigga, bro. I think I would be. I would, I feel like they should take. Like the angle of that, she just really wants Aegon to be on the throne as like why she turns not not because of a stupid lie when they were kids. I don't know. That's 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 me. I mean, that also plays into it too. You know, like the thing with her father. It's not just because she lied about you know uh, getting some dick. She lied about getting some dick, and it caused her father to abandon her in King's Landing. And she's been an outsider in this Targaryen family. Did y'all peep that she changed, like, the tapestries? So, like, she really don't even fuck with, like, the Targaryen shit. She's out here all alone. She has no friends. She's literally had no friends for 13 years except for Kristen Cole's hating ass. So, you know that's just going to rub off a little <laughs> that's bit. That's not, like, her problem. She need to go talk to some people. Yeah, facts. It's, like, it's our fault because she's socially awkward. Like, bitch, get some friends. <laughs> but I, 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 I did peep that she got a new uh, interior director. Or interior decorator on the on the on the bedroom and everything. She was over there getting fitted fitted for a dress, and it's like now all she wears is fucking green. Like, exactly. like repeat that. Like every scene is fucking green. Um, exactly. It's just a green dress, so it's like, damn. Like I guess I guess she's like firmly staked her her flag on kind of the you know the side of the high towers and her interests, and just the fact that like there were a lot of moments with Allison where I'm like, wow, like. She's she has a seat at the at the small council meeting, like one completely unprecedented, uncalled for. Like you, you literally don't have a position of power. Like you're the queen, but that's not an actual position of power. Like I was expecting Lenor to do something. Like you yeah, have like, no power here. <laughs> like stop like, talking. Not a, I mean, I think Lenor has more power because he's a man and he's heir to Driftmark or whatever. She is literally a baby factor. Like that is that is essentially what her job is. So like the fact that she gets a seat at the small council, in addition to like when Lionel is Lionel Strong's trying to quit, and she just stands in there, and like I was like, are are you not leaving? Like these were two like really really pivotal moments where I think she just kind of you know she kind of asserts herself in ways that we have never seen from her. Yeah, her 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 pettiness takes like a whole new level. I don't know if you guys peeped this, but like. When she was walking up the steps, she was like, she has the audacity to try to marry one of her plain-looking sons to my daughter. And I'm just like, you know, like, you look more like more like their sons than, than she does. Like, you calling yourself plain? Like, <laughs> they just look like regular niggas because they don't got white hair. Like, it's an issue. Like, you're, like, Targaryen, Targaryens look, like, tar- let's be honest, Targaryens look ugly. All of them look, like, all of, they look pasty as hell. They look, like, because they're, they're inbred. Hey, oh, my goodness, because they're inbred, no, bro. I'm just saying, they look like, they just look frail. All of, especially the men, bro. That nigga, that nigga egg on, bro. That nigga Aegon looked like he about he about a hundred pounds soaking wet. 
bro. Like really, like, like get that. Yeah, get that nigga. He's fifteen. He's fifteen. Get that nigga a meal. Thirteen, because he was three, and then they did the. No, four and a half, four and a half. They he's like fourteen, fifteen, because they said because Jace Jaceris is nine, you know, and he said you're gonna make him fight somebody that's like four or five years older, so he's like fourteen, fifteen. Mm, okay, all right, that's cool with me. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just saying, nigga need to eat his Wheaties. Bulk up, bro. <laughs> that's where he Chet Holmgren of uh of bags. He lit. Chet Holmgren. So Allison, you know, the first thing we hear from Allison right after Rhaenyra gives birth to baby Joff, um, literally, we don't even hear this from Allison. We hear the queen wants to to see your baby right now. And we get the awesome kind of walk and talk shot with Lenor and Rhaenyra, you know, going through the red keep up the stairs and, and checking in with Allison because Allison wants to check on uh, how the baby looks because she's been suspicious uh, about the baby's true parentage. And um, this is kind of where we first see Allison is like, oh, oh, shit, she done turned up now. Now she's like the evil stepmother. And, you know, she dishes out some some bars to, to Sir Lenor. Please do keep trying, Sir Lenor. One day you might end up with one that looks like you. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was a crazy bar. <laughs> that was a crazy bar, and it's, it's even worse because that nigga's not trying. <laughs> <laughs> Literally not trying. That's Okay, another nigga on my hate list this week. Sir Lenor, nigga, y'all had an agreement. Y'all had an agreement oh, yeah. that y'all were going to do y'all's duties to the realm, and then you can go fuck anybody else you want. But, like, y'all literally, I, I'm, I'm like, Rhaenyra and both Lenore need to sit down with the maesters, plan out her fucking period schedule, find the optimal date <laughs> to fucking have sex. And I was like, I was like, them niggas, them niggas can make moon tea, them niggas can track a period calendar. Like, come on now, plan out the optimal date and just this nigga Lenor has fucked bitches before. He's literally said it's not for lack of trying. Just do it one more. Like all you have to do is one son. He, one. All he, he needs is one son. He ain't he ain't getting nobody pregnant. I'm just saying he gotta go through like I'm saying you gotta map out the optimal. This has to be very transactional. This is doing your duty. This is matter of factual. This is not, we're not doing no intimacy, nothing. Like, bro, you could take the like I said, I was telling y'all in the group chat, bro. They could have took the Marjorie approach. Nigga could have nigga could have brought a man into work. It could have they didn't try. They definitely didn't try. They literally didn't try. That nigga Renly got killed before they could try it. But all she got to do is take the Marjorie approach, bring in a man then if you really want to. And then all he got to do is, all he has to do is finish in her in a specific window. There's really only a couple days out of a month that women can get pregnant. Like, y'all, the maesters could track that. Niggas was not trying to actually do their duty. That's all I'm saying. Both of them are at fault not doing their duty. See, the, the, the problem with Lenor and Rainier at this point is one, okay, let me just let me just say play this part. If if you're gonna have three kids by Harwin Strong, okay, I get that. But Lenor, if you're gonna be cool with that, at least be an active father in the in the kids in the kids' lives. Don't be like, oh, he's, this dude's never around, never with Rainier. Clearly, he don't care about this family. If you're gonna take that approach and not try or or whatever, but the fact that Rainier and Lenor couldn't get one black baby out of three. 
is a smack in the face to King Viserys, to their realm, and to the entire Targaryen dynasty. But how? The same thing with Cersei and the Baratheons. There's a reason. There's a reason why a bastard can't sit, uh, sit the Iron Not Throne. In it. I just said in the group chat, especially when you have a true-born heir of the throne. You have somebody that's going to cause a problem. If, if you just had one kid that looked like you guys, I think it would it would solve a lot of the issues. Like, well, maybe they just turned out different. Look at the other one. Yeah, if you if you just have one, like I think it's good. Like because the thing is, look at Damon and Lena's kids. Them kids black as hell. Them kids is black. As, them niggas pull up to the King's Landing, bro. They gonna be like, oh fuck. <laughs> the difference in the kids, right. the kids there. Those kids are black as hell. These kids are white as right, shit. I'm about, to, I'm about to shut all. I'm about to shut all this down right now. All right, fine. Let's let's see look, it. Let's hear it, man. Look, I, w- I wish I wish Lenore was bisexual so he could have some black babies that could be heirs to the throne. I really do wish that. I really do. But Rhaenyra is the heir. These children are Targaryens. No matter who she fucks, her children will be Targaryens because she is a Targaryen. They will be half Targaryen off the rip, no matter what. Laenor is gay. I mean, I don't know what y'all want the nigga to do, man. The nigga I'll tell you what I want him to do. The nigga I, do. I, do. I want him to do all he has to do. This is gonna, this is gonna sound all weird. All he has to do? All he has to do is when they're having when he's having sex with his partner, oh my come God. in a vial and then give it to him here. Come in a vial, nigga. That's hey, have they cried? Nigga, artificial insemination in the Middle Ages? How? That doesn't work. That shit has to be like that's some advanced technology to try that. You have to do, bro. You can't literally just put it in a cup and pour it into the vagina. That's just not how. (laughs) It's a reason that it took fucking millennia to develop, bro. So yeah, so that's why that's why people don't uh, grab condoms from the from the trash can, poke holes, and put it in them. They don't get pregnant like that. No, they put they put the hole in the condom before, yeah, before, and then it's like, whoop. all right. I mean, I mean, okay, fine. He's fine. He's gay. Whatever. He doesn't want to do it. Fine. He doesn't want to fuck women anymore. Doesn't then, want. It. He can't. He literally can't. He can't. Whatever. He can't. Sure. What? Like, don't believe it. Like, literally, there there are ways around it. We 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 established a way around it, but. Like that didn't involve him having sex with Rhaenyra. Literally, as he's about to come, all he has to do is stick his penis inside of her. But whatever, fine. That doesn't work. Whatever. Next, next thing, like Mike said, is just be a present father. Like nigga, you're a knight with battle experience. Train your sons. You're a nigga that can ride dragons. Teach them how to ride dragons. Like, like nigga, what are you doing? Like literally, what do you spend your day doing? Drinking with Carl? That's it. That's it. All you. Then fucking chill. That's what you're doing. No, this, <laughs> you know, cooking him. She's like, you've been guzzling ale and whatever the hell else. Yeah, yeah that was that was what I called for. I was having a said, bitch. So have you. Like I would have literally said, bitch, so have you. Oh my goodness. Spider-Man meme. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like see, this is why um before the show came out, I was so excited when they did the um when they made the Valarions black, because there's no way out for Rhaenyra, because like in the if they were white, you know, they'd be like, oh, you know, that shit happens, you know. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. the Valorians were, were just white people. Everybody, oh, you know, you know, they still, the kid's still white, but now there's really no kind of place to hide for Rhaenyra. So it makes everything, it turns the level up to, to 10. So I was really excited about that. Well, that's why, like, with Cersei and Cersei and Robert, they kind of get away with it. Like, Joffrey and Tommen were both bastards and, yeah. like, still... And Marcella. And, and Marcella, like, all of the kids were bastards. But I'm saying Joffrey and Tommen were both crowned kings at some point and because the only differentiating feature was literally hair color. Yeah, but, and like, see, like, the, thing, the reason that was different is because Robert was the king. Like, those children are not Baratheons. Rhaenyra's children are Targaryen. You okay? You 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 do make you do make a point where you say you know since she is the the crown, uh, she is the heir. Her kids will still be half Targaryen, but they're still bastards. You still can't have a bastard sit the throne. Viserys can just be like, "Hey, y'all are natural now." Man, that gets into a whole nother storyline of, of <laughs> Targaryens where. Uh, the old king legitimized all his bastards, and there was it was the second or first Blackfire rebellion, and we see all know how that goes. Yeah, but like you know, when you are when you are the one that's going to be inheriting the throne, and your children are bastards, we can we can have this song and dance. Like, okay, you don't think my kids are natural? I'm gonna say they're natural. You gonna go against me? <laughs> yeah, it's that's, what, that's what's gonna happen. That's why, like, well, Aegon's the true king. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, back him because you don't have true heirs. That that's what I'm saying. Like Viserys actually has another son. That's what that's also what throws it in the in, a monkey in the in 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 the hey, shit. Right? So just heard, okay, but that was going to be an issue whether you know Rhaenyra had natural born children or not. It was cooking. It but it, she would have made it easier for herself to ascend the throne if she just had normal kids, man. Yeah, I'm saying, you already got one, one or two strikes. You three. Like, come on now. By all intents and purposes, these kids are her natural kids because nobody is willing to say anything except for Allison. So this has been an Allison problem this whole time. It's been a Hightower problem. Even before Rhaenyra had kids, they were like, Rhaenyra cannot ascend the throne. It needs to be Aegon. And now it's the same thing. Now Allison's just hating on the kids for what? Because they're bastards. She, yeah. doesn't, she doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, she's she doesn't make it easier for herself, man. Like the issues, issues. Yes, that was already going to be an issue. Her throne was always going to be in question. We've seen this in Targaryen past and in future that that was going to be a problem. But she doesn't have to make it more of a problem by going this route. Yeah, you know what I mean, she's making, it, she's making it too easy. Like Allison, hey, I get hey, being a being a chief hater on the show can spot a hater from a mile away. Allison, hater through and through. She's been a hate. I called her a hater back in episode four when she was mad because she had to stay at home and be with the scab king while Rhaenyra got to go out into town and hit the Silk Road and everything. She's been a hater. She was already gonna hate. But what I'm saying is, don't add fuel to the fire. Don't give her ammo. They're literally giving her a justified, legitimate reason to be a hater. Like, she already, she was already going to be a hater. She didn't need a reason. And now she's got a reason that well, she... Now they have ammo to be like, well, you see why we need Aegon needs to be on the throne? Before, it's like, man, Aegon should probably be on the throne. Now she she has the ammo to, to push. No, Aegon should be on the throne because Rhaenyra is doing this. Yeah. And all her kids are bastards. Like if, like, bro, the crazy thing is, Jaceris literally asked Rhaenyra as as fucking Harwin's getting kicked out of King's Landing. She's like, 
is Sir Harwin my father? I'm like, bro, come on. If a nine-year-old can see it, Everyone how knows. the fuck? Like, they're messy as hell. Like, these niggas have no... That's the, that it's is the very difference messy. with this show. There, there is no discretion. Where I feel like a lot of things happened in the shadows and you had to pay attention in Game of Thrones. Like, niggas learned how to play that shit. Niggas do not give a fuck. Yeah, it's all up in the like, air now. All of their news is, like, all out in the open. Well, I'm not saying Rhaenyra is not being reckless. You know, it, it is a tough situation because literally her husband just can't give her dick. It's just like that. <laughs> okay, also, that's the case. And since she is heir, doesn't she have legal grounds to divorce him? Well, the, the Westerosi... Um, Whatever society is not equipped to handle yeah, a divorce, uh, a, a woman divorce, and a, a woman divorcing, a woman even, divorcing a divorce. man. They're not equipped to handle an open marriage to a gay nigga. Like they're like, whoa, hey, <laughs> whoa, open marriage. Take like, a second husband. Take a second husband. I mean, honestly, what, being gay was a crime in Game of Thrones. That nigga, that nigga, Loris Tyrell, he was denying that shit. And and Mark and um, Oleno was like, yeah, oh, he's a sword swallower through and through. And that nigga's over there denying it to the faith militant and everything. Like, at least Loris was moving with discretion with it. And Renly were moving with discretion with it. No, because, like, it's not, it's not illegal. But when the faith militant came to power, they was cracking down on all that shit. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't illegal, but it was like highly frowned upon, especially for a nigga who is the head of his house. Like, regardless of regardless of the fact that he's just like the king consort, Rhaenyra's the heir. This nigga is the heir to Driftmark. He is still like that. Like, like Corliss has no other children. It's just that nigga now. Yeah. And now Driftmark is about to get sent off to God knows what family because Lenor is being an asshole. Don't want to have any heirs. Man, if if, if you if you were, if if he didn't want to have kids, man, he should have told his dad when he was like fourteen. Hey, man, this ain't gonna happen. Okay, right. bet me and me and uh me and Raina can keep trying for another air then. Right, but like, be- before we move on to the kids, I will say this: literally, the kids are accepted as Valarion children. You know, that's like Allison and Krista Cole are the only people who are willing to, you know, not turn a blind eye. Everyone else is like... Because they have the... That is the main reason stopping her from her family and son ascending the throne. Of course you're not going to uh, turn a blind eye. And, and uh, Chris Nicole to say, he's a hater. He's a true hater. I'm like, I mean, Marianne, they don't give a fuck. You know, they're just happy to be here. Literally, literally if you want to call these little white kids Valarians, fine. Oh, <laughs> like, nah, because one of these little white kids gonna be the uh, air to drift mark too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't know if they don't care because we can see them in this episode. We don't know if Corliss cares or whatnot. I think we'll I think we'll get a chance to see that in episode yeah. six when we you know, so we'll get to see Corliss back in the mix because that is that is I think a key player that we missed on kind of seeing how you know, how he feels about all his sentiments because he was a powerful player those first five episodes. So not seeing him here in the sixth episode with so much change, um, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how he has aged. Yeah, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be really interesting to see. So um, we get some, some cool little uh, moments with the kids. You know, we all see them kind of like hanging out 
And it seems like they don't they don't they don't hate each other, you know. In the books, they always kind of like resent uh-huh. each other from the start, just because of like their, you know, they just I, they just I don't really tell their dynamic. I really couldn't. I feel like they like they don't like you said. I don't think they hate each other, but I don't know if they fuck with each other. That's like that's what I feel, I'm I, that's what I'm trying to discern. It's the like the kids. They feel they seem like they'll be. Like, all right, if it wasn't for their parents trying to, like, push them in different directions, you know? True. I mean, nobody... Fu- let's let's be clear here. The kids, they're, they're fine, but nobody fucks with Eamon. Like, Eamon is... Like, everybody... Yeah, everybody everybody actually... Everybody yeah, actually yeah. hates that nigga. That nigga oh, Eamon... Yeah, like, so what? He's a twat. <laughs> he's like, yeah, so what? He's a twat. Like, Aegon doesn't fuck with his brother, and both Jaceris and Lyceris don't fuck with don't fuck with Eamon either. So, actually, nobody fucks with Eamon. But he seems... He seemed fine with... You know, mostly fine with with Jaceris and Lacerus. Like they they were in on the pig prank in the dragon pit, yeah. and you know, like they were they were sparring just fine. If you watch if you watch in the sparring match or whatnot, like Amen keeps bumping into like uh, Lacerus and shit, and like knocking shit, knocking his sword out of his hand and everything. I watch that on stuff. So it's like those like he Amen's kind of beefing with everybody. You know what I mean? But, I think it says a lot about Eamon if he's going to let his nine and five year old cousin pick on him. <laughs> I think Eamon's about nine too. He's probably about you know. Nine, he's either way, Eamon's about, still older than the little one. Yeah, he's older than the little ones for sure. He's he's Bro, probably about his age. He might be older than him. Um, yeah. but he's he's probably around just Jason's age. Yeah, so I'm glad they. He gave us these moments with the kids like early because you know a lot of people are like oh we, we're not getting time with Lena we're not getting time with Harwin. All due respect to them, they're minor characters. The kids are the ones that are going to be really the majority fighting this war. So it's good that we're getting introduced to them early. You know, getting their character development. There is going to be one more time jump uh, for the kids so they can like start doing their thing towards the end of the season. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm glad that that we kind of got a glimpse into like how they're being raised up and shit. And yeah. go ahead. No, like I was gonna agree. I think it's dope that we're getting to see these different generations of Targaryens come up because for the longest time, all we had was Viserys uh, from original Game of Thrones originally, and then Danny, and then we pretty much just saw Danny like they were say they would say in Game of Thrones, a Targaryen alone in the world is a is a is a very lonely, crazy thing. And now we're getting with House of Dragon. Not only are we getting um, uh, Rainey's and Viserys generation, we get, a little, get to see a little bit of uh, King Jaehaerys, but we're also getting to see, you know, the generation below that with Damon, Rhaenyra, and even into these kids. So it's kind of cool just seeing, like, just Targaryens grow up. If that makes sense, like how these, how they, how they grow up. Because Aegon, first of all, fuck that kid. Like when Harwin grabbed him, he's like, "How dare you touch me?" He's like, "What?" what? Bro, I got big Joffrey vibes. Like, come on, chill out, bro. I, I'm not, that was maybe the biggest Joffrey vibe. The thing is with Aegon, I don't think he really don't give a fuck about throne. He just want to be like, he kind of like Damon. He's like, he's chilling. He don't really care about responsibility. He probably just want to be on Dragon somewhere. And he just wants to jerk off on top of the world, man. That nigga's on top of the world. He's like, gosh, mom, why are you fucking... She's over here questioning him. And she, he's like, damn, I'm, can I collect myself first? Can you at least wait for me to put put some clothes on or something? It's a wild time for your mom to walk in and try to have a serious conversation with you, too. Oh, very... And she's, like, yelling at him. She, but the thing is, she completely, like, doesn't 
doesn't address that at all, which is fucking hilarious. She's just like, whatever. She's just like, whatever. Like you're, you need to fucking stop you like being friends with your, with your, um, I guess are they nephews? Cousins. Yeah. Your up, cousins? Man. That was... Nephews. Yeah, they, no, they're nephews. They're like she's like, Yeah, your nephews are not your friends. It was like they are your challengers. And she and he's like, Man, I'm not really interested in that. I just want to be like doing my own thing. Like, and I think that's very that's very much like a teenager type type kind of you know vibe. That's a mindset that he's got. And I feel like it's good that we got to see that kind of mindset because it's it's obviously gonna have to change, right? But I like to see like we got to see that progression in in the character. And it's like, hey, he's not really obsessed with this and he never was. He was just cornered and cornered and it's kind of like how Put your situation. Parents, yeah, your parents pressure you to do these things. And it's kind of like we're seeing it passed down. Like Otto pressured Allison to do these things. And now Allison is pressing egg on to do these things you see it being passed down from generation to generation kind of these responsibilities and, and all these things that you didn't want to trauma do. yeah and all that all that trauma because allison didn't want to have to go fucking bed the king and do all that shit and her father ordered her to and now she's ordering fucking and now and it's crazy because allison is an adult you know grown and she's still being kind of ruled over by the words that her father told to her you mm-hmm. know so it's it's cool that we got to see how how kind of the trauma is passed down from generation to generation. All right, all right. So let's let's talk about um, you know the battle of Rhaenyra's uh, lovers or exes, you know, at the, in the <laughs> training yard. So you know, Kristen Cole just being a super dickhead man, literally just bullying kids. And Harwin, when poor Harwin has to be the deadbeat and the dad who steps up. He's like he's not. He's like I don't, I don't know, know if he's he's not. He was never a deadbeat because this nigga is very active in these niggas' lives. Hey, I'm saying he should active. be a de- he should be a deadbeat. It's actually We're, acceptable for him. To, like I would prefer him be a deadbeat. Like it, that's crazy. And this goes back to what, what we were saying earlier. Literally, where is Lenor? First of all, <laughs> first of all, Kristen Cole is here, who you should have smoke with. <laughs> No, you should not, like this. It should be on site every time. Like that nigga should not be allowed to train your kids. He literally killed your your best homie, bro. Yeah. And you're just and you're just cool with him being the person to train your kids. Like, and Lenor is actually Lenor got some experience. Like Lenor got a resume. That nigga fought a three year war. He's a veteran. Like yeah, like niggas, niggas actually got clout because you could see Christian Cole was was like sneak dissing hard, and he was like, oh, you've never seen, you know, I know you you've never seen <laughs> real combat. There's not no there's not no fair fights in real combat. Lanor could have slapped the shit out of him if he said that shit to him. Man, he said that shit. I was like, oh brother, this nigga still living <laughs> off those Dornish incursions. Like, nigga got a squabble in the marsh, bro. One watchtower. Like, come on, bro. Brother, but yeah, so so Harwin kind of tells on himself here. He gets a little too lost in well, the He didn't get. He didn't. He didn't technically see. If he wasn't, if he wasn't so dumb, he could have just been like, "Nah, this nigga's insinuating shit that's that's wrong. He can he can get my family fucked up." He didn't. He they could have went about this in multiple different ways. I think. But either way, he should have been out of King's Landing and back in Heron Hall ten years ago, whenever the first kid popped out. 
So yeah, I, I, I should have got his ass out of there after the first kid. He should have been like, all right, nigga, y'all niggas. Like, okay, it's one thing to fuck. It's another thing to end up with a kid that looks just like us. Like, come on. And you're in life. You're always around. Like, y'all some trifling-ass kids, man. Get your ass back to hair. Lionel should have packed that nigga up for Lionel for, uh, for hair and all a while ago. Should have that nigga up, man. <laughs> nah, but uh, Sir Harwin did, he did whoop, he did whoop Kristen Cole's ass, which was good to see, because I ain't ever seen a dude just so spurned by someone that he just like this a complete 180 character change. Like Sir Kristen Cole in episode six is nowhere near this the same Sir Kristen Cole episode one and two and three. No, he's but Kristen Cole is just that's a crazy motherfucker, man. Like like he's a psycho and you know just and yeah, just just wait. I don't, I, mean, I don't know if he's a I don't know if he's a psycho. Oh, I know. I know, I, I know. That nigga just hurt, bro. <laughs> that shit just hurt. I was like, damn, you really that hurt? Like, I was like, it's honestly sad. Like, it's, it's honestly sad. That, yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly sad that he's this hurt over being rejected, bro. Like, like I've really? heard guys go crazy, so maybe he's just one of them guys. But, like, man, I'm going to I'm gonna need you to lock it up. Because this is unbecoming of a knight's, of the, of the commander of uh, uh, the gold cloaks, man. I mean, did y'all think, did y'all think they're like, well, okay, so he got his ass beat, but did you think like he was letting him whoop his ass? Because I like, I thought they was actually about to get in a mix. Like I thought it was going to be a real fight. And then he was just like, I think he just let him kind of kick his ass. Yeah. He was trying to catch him slipping. Yeah. That's why he he had been goading him this whole time. He's like, you know, um, why are you so interested in these kids? Huh? You know, I was like. You know, so he, he just kind of egged him on, and then and Harlan snapped, which you can't do. You, you can't snap unless you're Christian Cole. Then you can. Yeah, somehow he snaps and just gets away with it. That's just fucking it's like Lenor should have had his head on a spike. Like you're you're literally just married the queen. Like you have a lot of cl- or you just married the princess. You should yeah, have some weight. You should outrank a fucking king's guard. Like you can get a king's guard replaced. They, you could have at least got him fired, but you should have been able to get him killed. But you couldn't have get him fired. That nigga, that nigga beat his ass and got a promotion. That nigga killed your killed your best man and got a promotion. They hit him. They hit him with the um, uh, suspended uh, without pay or with pay. You know, suspended with pay. Was he even suspended? Was he? Hey, even hey no. It's like the it's like the cops, man. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you he got he got a raise instantly. They didn't the even re, they didn't even relocate him, bro. Like you know, so that maybe they got it. Sometimes right. the cops gotta move a city over. Okay, okay. you're Lenor. You're mad that this guy killed buddy. Why are you so mad, Lenor? Why why are you so sad? Why are you crying, bro? Uh, Man, you could you could at least say they're friends. Like you could just you could leave it at that. We're friends. Yeah. He, said, he said something crazy to me, and then what? Have him killed. <laughs> oh, I was like, you can't just be, just be killing people. Yeah, like, like I've been like, no, I don't. Fu- this nigga killed my friend. That's it. You're rich. You're a lord. This nigga, Kristen Cole, is a glorified bodyguard. You can get that nigga. Like He's I said, far whole weight, bro. You, you're not finna. Not, have over, not over the heir to Driftmark and the king consort. I'm saying, like, okay, we saw Rhaenyra pull rank on Lanor in this episode, and Lanor should have pulled rank on some shit because at that point in the show when that shit happened Lanor was more valuable than Alicent was right no the you don't think so you don't think 
Nick, that nigga Viserys had to literally get on a boat to beg that nigga to get married. Yeah, that was probably the height of Valyrian's power. That that was like a yeah, like if he if he had said like Corlys got his got the kids to be named Valerian, like they was exerting some strength. Like literally only for the king and his family. Like if you are whoever the fuck, that shit don't hold no weight to the king's guard unless the king say get this nigga out of here. No, so, like you literally can't leave the king's guard unless. You get killed or exiled or some shit like that, you know. So let me ask you this: If, if Sir Lenor were to attack Kristen Cole and Kristen Cole were to let's say cut off one of his arms, you don't think they get? Who do you think would get in trouble? Either do you think Lenor would get in trouble for cutting off Kristen Cole's arm, or Kristen Cole would get in trouble for cutting off Lenor's arm? I think this just like damn, like why do you try him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, I think he's he not going to fight 1v1 because he knows, like, Kristen Cole is going to beat him. Like, you know, Lannister killed the king and didn't leave the king's guard, bro. That was literally an uprising. <laughs> that was literally an uprising. <laughs> bro, this man is Lord saying, Commander of the King's Guard. That nigga was the newest addition to he the King's Guard. He was still 16. All I'm saying is that nigga should not have that amount of job security. This right, nigga was the newest addition of the King's Guard. How did he have that much job security? Right, more people, saying, more people know Jamie as Kingslayer than Jamie, and this nigga still protecting the king. Like literally, <laughs> this nigga is in the King's Guard. He's overthrowing that king. Overthrew him. Like, come on, that was that was kind of that shit. And they they still call him King Slayer. Yeah, but they say it in, like that's almost a compliment. Like it's yeah, almost it's really a badge of honor. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's almost that's, yeah, that's really almost. Bro, but that's nobody knows the real reason though. Nobody knows the real reason why he did it. They just like, oh, this nigga's a fucking King Slayer. He has no honor yet, and still he's the he's the king, the King's guard. Like, come on, bro. They don't give a fuck. They are literally that's different. That's different. That was, yeah, that was completely different. This nigga, Kristen Cole, had nowhere near. Because also, Dakota got Thailand as, as a dad. Is the heir to Casterly Rock. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I was Kristen Cole's dad with Thailand, that'd make more sense. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that ain't the same, bro. That is not the same. Kristen, Kristen, the Kristen Cole is the son of a steward. the same? No. Son of a steward. Lenor should have threw his weight around and got that nigga at the minimum fired. Like, that's what I'm saying, at the minimum. I thought maybe he was going to be, like, a personal guard to the high towers or some shit. This nigga is, like, bro, he got a promotion for killing Lenor's best friend. That is wild, bro. And he's just cool with it. He doesn't even have no, like, they couldn't even make him angry in any of the scenes. Like, at least make him look angry. That nigga's a hoe. <laughs> let's, let's move on to um, to Damon. Uh, Damon's exploits in Pinto. So, um, based on Fire and Blood, you know, Damon and um, Lena have been kind of flying all over the world for the past ten years, you know, like going different places, just exploring. You know, just just having a having a grand old time. Um, and, you know, they, they settle down in Pentos for a bit, have their kids, and the Prince of Pentos approaches them to move there full time and help them in the war 
But the triarchy, these again. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like, gotta handle these things, man. So you know, Damon's like, "Yo, let's do it." You know, and Lena's like, "No, we need to go back to Westeros. We need to. I want my kids to be raised like on Driftmark type shit." You know, Damon's not really feeling that. So hey, I must man. ask you, Max Kellerman, is Damon washed? Let me. Hey, man, I, I want to say this about my man Damon. First of all, what, what time is it? <laughs> hey, man. Let Dane do his thing, man. He's tired of the bullshit in Westeros. He living his life with his beautiful wife, his beautiful three kids, and his goddamn three dragons not worrying about the petty bullshit that's taking part in Westeros. Now, unfortunately, Dane, like I said, Rainier needs you, so it's going to be time to come back. You know, your niece needs you, but, hey, man, I'm happy, I'm happy for him. I feel like, although he is, he, he's, I think, what Lena said was right. He's kind of disappointed on how his life shook uh, has turned out. Not disappointed like with where he's at and what he's doing, but disappointed that he kind of fell off with his brother and that he's not the heir because I feel like he would be the heir. But then again, I don't think he really cares about being king. But I, I'm, I'm glad to be close to the family, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad he's had this time alone to collect himself. He ain't being like Damon of old. It looks like he's kind of you know collected himself. He he has a little bit more maturity. Has a little more. Uh, path to his thoughts like you said he's like they were saying he's like combing all these old valyrian texts trying to find something god knows what so at least i feel like he's kind of more driven with a purpose at at this point you know what i mean yeah so he's he has matured and i think we noticed that like he's sitting there we get a you know we get a snippet of the scene of like him teaching his eldest daughter how to speak high valyrian like that's a that's fire that's a cool dad moment that we would have never expected out of Damon before, right? Who was like completely anti-children from, you know, the previous episodes when he's talking to Masaria in Dragonstone and saying children can be such a burden and such a bore. And he's literally sitting here taking, like, Lanor could learn a thing or two from Damon, which is a crazy thing, to, you know, to say in terms of being a present father, right? But I think it's really, like... I think it's interesting to see. They've been traveling for, what, 10 years? They they got free airfare because they, they all got dragons and shit. So they just get to travel and do parlor tricks and, and then just get to be royal guests at, at different places, which I guess, like you said, is a simple lifestyle. It's a cool, like, just transaction. We got dragons. They got gold. Like, we can we can pull up and do that and then just do whatever the fuck we want, right? It's, it's a really simple lifestyle that could seem befitting to, like, a mature... Damon, but you know, with without, I think, I think he's probably going to end up going. You know, he's going to go back one because of the death of Lena, and I think he's just going to kind of heed her advice because I think he respected her, and you know, he valued her opinion more so than he valued Rio Royce's opinion. You know, there was there was some respect there, so I think he's actually going to start taking, you know, like okay, my my position as, you know, a member of the royal family. He's not heir anymore, but he's still a member of the royal family. He's going to start taking that position more seriously in a way to to honor, you know, his wife who died in... I, I see that. Yeah. He's going, to, he's going to take his role. Although it's not the role he probably ideally wants, he is more accepting of who he is and the role that he has to play for the bigger picture that is to come. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Um, yeah, a note on uh, his two uh, daughters. They're twins, uh, Bela and oh, Raina. And um, so in the book, you know, Bela is more like, she's the one with the dragon, and she's more like the kind of, you know, kick-ass kind of warrior girl. And Raina 
kind of is like the more reserved kind of like stateswoman type. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be, there is some talk about like them kind of like trying to mold them into one character before the show like, came out just because like they don't have much to do in the books. But the fact that they did, they did both of them uh, is kind of encouraging so that they might have more to do. So I don't know where they're going to go, but stay tuned. It should be lit. Yeah, I do want to point out we we finally we finally get to see Vagar. Oh yeah, Vagar. What a first of all, she need to be retired, man. She don't want to be doing any of this bullshit. Let her go, let her go, man. That's the old ass dragon, man. I love how they made her look like a, like a grandma for real. Like, for real, for real. She was like something that came out of like the primordial swamp, like the first creature on Earth. Yeah, like, she needs to be. She just needs to retire. And after, I feel like she was struggling, struggling flying. I was trying to like, although she was out pacing cracks, he's like, I feel like hey, she was exerting a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean, when, when they were doing that, when they were doing that side by side ride and everything, she is fucking massive. Like she made Caraxes look like a baby, so she is still fucking massive. She still has very strong like Dragonfire, but she really not she not mixing it up. Like Caraxes was nimble; he was flying through flames and all that shit. Like you definitely saw the kind of. I think they did a really good job of like juxtaposing those two dragons and the and the differences in just. The, the personalities of them too like I think they've done a really good job of showing that with the what we've seen three four dragons now in the show so I think with the four dragons I think they've done a good job of being distinctly different mm-hmm. with all of them and you know and it's hard to do that without you know a character that is is just a all it's not real <laughs> yeah it's all CGI it's not an actor like they they've they sound very different no, like they do. I, all of all of kind of the detail that they really put into that that makes them unique and and you know not all the same and it's like it goes to show just how much attention to the detail group. and we have to see vermax this episode too little little Ver, little baby vermax we did get to see little vermax we need that that man need to grow up you know we'll see i we got to see what what's it sunfire what is it sunfire or something dreamfire sunfire 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 is Aegon's. Dreamfire is beautiful Or Dreamfire is most beautiful. That's what they said. Sunfire. Sunfire is like gold with like pink wings. Dreamfire is supposed to be like baby blue with like pink wings. So those are supposed to be like some crazy looking dragons. So hella excited to see them whenever they come about. Um, Let's talk about Laris, gentlemen. That is that dude. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that dude. Let's let's talk about Laris, and then I'm gonna hip y'all to this theory that I heard, and then we can discuss the validity of it. You can go ahead and do the theory, actually, because this this Laris thing kind of came out of left field for me. I I was just thinking, what? The, uh, you, can go well, ahead. you can go ahead. I mean, from for Laris, my thought was just like, bruh, you just you just burned your brother and father alive. For no your reason, own castle. in there you not like of all the ways. First of all, of all the ways that you can kill somebody, burning alive is a pretty cruel way to kill somebody. But I guess it's also like an easy way to say it's an accident too. But I, I still feel like there are some other accidental deaths that he could have cycled through before he chose burning them alive. One, well, I think I think the burning kind of plays into the whole Heron Hall's curse thing. So I I didn't I didn't. Well, I'm saying I didn't mind that he you know killed his brother. And dad, but if there was one one way to do it, that would be the best way to make it look like an accident in Hall. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it just, and I, I guess I feel like there's still like a couple other ways that you could make it an accident. I'm not, I don't know, drowning. There's like falling or something. Like the building is old as shit. Have some shit fall on them niggas. Like it's 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 a broken down castle. Like have some shit just fall and crush them niggas. I guess. Um, but like burning alive is is a very slow and painful death. So like that's a, just a wicked way to do it, and I think it shows us more into the psyche of who Laris is. But also it's like, bro, you had no beef with them niggas. Like you had no smoke with them niggas. For all you know, that was, your pops was cool. Your pops was cool with you, and your brother was good. With you. Like they didn't have they didn't have no smoke with this nigga, and he kills right. him. Like, like where does this come from, Mars? That is what freaks me out as a character. Like Game of Thrones, like sure we see. We see a good bit of like murder and death and gore, but like a lot of times we can at least see some reasoning behind it, even if we don't agree with it. There's, you know, few characters where we see just wanton acts of violence. And, you know, the characters that do that is Joffrey and uh, Joffrey <laughs> and, and Rant. And it's like, damn, like this nigga is has the, you know, the evilness of Joffrey and Ramsey, but also the cleverness of Varys. Like, that's a crazy concoction. Because it's like, how does he have all this information? How is he able to interact with these people in, you know, in their family seats? You know, it's just, it's just crazy and how scary of a player that Varys is going to, or that Laris is going to be. How does know? Laris have all this information? Let's go into theory mode. Put your tinfoil hats on, gentlemen. All right. <laughs> so our first scene with Laris, you know, he sneaks up on Allison in the Godswood, right? And he, well, that's not our first scene. It's his first scene really, like, as a main kind of character. Where he speaks, yeah. And um, actually, let me just go ahead and say the theory. So the theory is that Laris is a green seer. I knew you were going to say something like he's a three-eyed raider or some shit. <laughs> and, and he's been... Warging into the rats of the Red Keep to get all his information. Oh. We meet him in the Godswood by the Weirwood. Maybe that's where he's been hooking up. You know what I'm saying? In the book, in Fire and Blood, literally it says, this guy has stumped generations of Westerosi historians. Nobody knows who's side he's on. Nobody knows what his motives are. This guy literally, like, came, swam down, sits Shit's Creek and came out clean. Literally just, like, nobody knows what the fuck he's on. Could Laris... Oh, yeah, and obviously he has no emotion, no kind of, like, psychological... He's basically a, a fucking, what's a sociopath. Kind of like yeah. Bran was after, you know, he kind of lost <laughs> his, whole, his whole... He lost shit, his humanity, his soul and shit, yeah. Could Laris... Be hmm. a secret green seer. How, how are think, we feeling? So I think that's an. Um, I um, I think that's an interesting take because they have been highlighting on these fucking rats, and I'm like, why the fuck do we keep spotlighting on them? Like, of it's a big ass castle, and there's, there's been a lot castles. of rats. And yeah, but there's been a lot of scenes where they're like, they will highlight like a rat being in the room or something, or you see him scurrying across the floor. That's been a theme across multiple episodes, so I think that that is interesting. I saw that the rat thing was is kind of like, it's supposed to be a symbolism for uh, Westeros coming to feast on like, the, like being scavengers coming to feast on the Targaryen family, and they keep getting closer and closer, which is why 
like let's see symbolism for that. But for the for the layers thing, that would be interesting. But I just know that most, if not all, green seers are typically they have blood of the first men. So I don't know where how strong comes from. Strong has blood of the first men. Okay, so that that I was gonna say, so that might that might help. Hall um, is lo- is located right um in the God's eye. I know that. And you know what's in the middle of the God's eye? Isle of Faces. Well, that that's not their ancestral home. So I'd have to I, I have to get some more interest. I have to get some more information on where how strong comes from. But if that's what it says in the books that they don't know how he's able to do what he can do. It wouldn't make sense because he does have a club foot or kind of like you know uh, a, a cripple or broken thing. So I think helps you know activate your warring ability, if if you will. Um, I don't know. That, that 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 would be interesting. I would figure it'd be one of those bugs that he has that is like his little symbol. I figured he'd war into a bug or some shit, but he into fucking cockroaches. So before this, before the show came out, a kind of theory about Laris was that he was never really like crippled at all. He was just like some Kaiser Soze shit the whole time, and he was just mm-hmm. like finessing people. Uh, but making- I still look fucked up in the in the show. It do look fucked up. So, you know, we'll see. Laris, Laris is a man of mystery, and he honestly, he might be like, might end up just being like the big villain of the whole thing on the way. Like, I can just kind of see him like orchestrating, puppet mastering every kind of event that goes on because there's so much shit that happens in Fire and Blood, and there's like sources that say this person did it, this person did it, this person did it. What if it's just Laris the whole time, which is would be, would be crazy. Though he is like Littlefinger orchestrating the the uh, the plot or the war behind the Seven Kings or the uh, the Four Kings. Yeah, yeah. Littlefinger had had brands abilities would be nuts. Yeah, if Littlefinger had brands ability, I mean, I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting take. I think there's you know there's there's some credence for it. Like it's not completely out of water and he's building like he's amassing a secret network of like mercenaries and informants as well we see that with him just having full access to to prisoners and then cutting out their tongues so they can't snitch on him smart and to, to do their deeds yeah that talk about covering your bases there but also you know none of them can read or write so it's a sociopathic thing to do is like that niggas cannot snitch because i literally took their tongue so they're incapable of speaking like I, I think he's definitely setting himself up to be a major, major player. And it's just crazy because we have no clue why or he wants to do anything. So, I mean, obviously you can see like, oh, he kills his dad and his brother. He's now heir to Hall, But he didn't really seem to be interested in being heir to Hall. Like, he seems like he just was there for chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, more more in the, in the vein of Littlefinger. It's like, I don't know. He, his character overlaps with a lot of different characters in Game of Thrones. And it's kind of, it makes the ultimate concoction of supervillain. But also, I think another potential green seer that we could that we saw in this episode is Helena. Mm. Helena is, you know, she's sitting there counting bugs. She's spouting, you know, quote unquote prophecy. She's like, the last ring has no legs at all. He's gonna have to lose an eye when Eamon is talking about like to get a dragon. You know, he wants to get a dragon and everything. I was like, was that, you know, a prophecy or something that she was, you know, I think we've seen with green seers and people like that, like they always have to have some kind of handicap or disability with Laris it's you know 
his legs and being crippled with Helena, it could be, you know, more of on the, the autistic side and whatnot. So I think we, we I was, got another. I was just saying, I wanna say she's a green seer, but I definitely think she's like one of the Targaryen seers of old. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but she, if you listen to what she's saying, she does have like a lot of foreshadowing that, that is going to take place. Yeah. Yeah. So those, yeah. Are, those are KP's theories. We've all, we've all got theories. Those are our theories, man. Helena, Helena is super interesting. We didn't really get to talk about her much, but uh, yeah, she, I hope nothing happens to that kid, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't don't spoil too much from the book, right? We just gotta tell, but this this is my opinion coming from like someone who hasn't read yeah. the book. And I was like, hey, she was she was talking very cryptically, and in yeah. Game of Thrones, they're not just writing shit. They never just write shit and have scenes for no reason, right? It's it's all intentional in terms of why they put that in there. And so I think mm-hmm. there's a there's a reason why we got to see Helena in the way we did, and there's a reason she said what she said. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, rest in peace to to Harwin and Lionel. You know, y'all really didn't have to go out like that. Um, it's crazy because in the book, the fire at Hall happens a little bit later after some other things that we'll see in the... Uh, like, the fire at Harrenhal would, would happen after, you know, the events of probably next episode... So I was I was kind of shocked that um, that it even happened this early, mm-hmm. and that Laris did it for one. So that was like a huge reveal for uh, for me. So that was nuts. Uh, rest in peace to to the Strongs. Rest in peace to Lena Valarion Targaryen. And yeah. with that being said, um, let's let's get into some predictions, some hot takes, some who won the episode. Actually, I can't even tell you who won the episode because it's kind of like a blank slate right now, you know, honestly. So um, maybe predictions? We gave, we gave our theories, right? So I think it's just like, I mean, I hated everybody on this episode. In terms of like chief, chief haters, man, it's like Kristen Cole is clearly at the top of the board of just being a, a like astronomical hater. Bro, like, everybody is just every like that. Hey, I honestly, I'd also, I'd honestly have to say King Viserys has to be the winner. I mean, that nigga still ain't died yet. <laughs> hey, bro, Grand Maester. Because we got that old ass nigga. We got a black man in the seat. He started black making some policies. He started <laughs> some policies. Black nigga can be smart too. Yes, he started making some policies and shit. That nigga's arm and started and stopped sucking the fucking life out of him. Literally, he was sucking the life out of that nigga, and he somehow gets to live another ten years. That nigga was on death's door last end. Like, I literally thought he was dead. He passed out at the end of the episode, and he somehow successfully lives. What I can see what happening next episode, a, a quick prediction, I think we're going to start to see a division of the younger generation of Targaryens. We're going to start seeing a lot more animosity between them. We're going to see Rhaenyra, I think, start trying to call her banners, if you will, trying to, like, put out the word, like, hey, man. Shit's going to be going down. I need to make sure you're with me. So I, I can see her putting out some fillers for that. And simultaneously, um, Damon returns to to Dragonstone to be with, uh, be with Rainier. Hot take, or hot, not hot take, maybe hot prediction. Maybe it's like some type of juxtaposition, like Damon, as Damon returns, Viserys dies. So it's like the end of, of one relationship and the start of another between Rainier and 
and uh, uh, Damon again or some shit. Okay, okay. What you got, Dante? Um, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see, like, I don't know if I have much predictions, but I'm just interested to see the Valerians back in the mix, right? We didn't get to see Corliss. Last time we saw Corliss, he was throwing his weight around, and I'd like to see kind of how he's progressed over the last 10 years and kind of because the Valerians are going to be pivotal pivotal in this war that is that is coming, you know? They they have additional dragons, they have a navy, and they have money. Like that, who they throw their support behind is gonna, you know, likely end up being the the favorite in the war. Mm. So I think I'm I'm curious to kind of see where the Valerians land in all this after you know losing his his daughter Lenor and and you know kind of the bastard claims and whatnot. So I'm I'm just interested to see kind of where the Valerians are fitting. Um, okay. In this in this next step. Yeah, all right. So my prediction is a simple one. Shit will hit the fan. That's my prediction. <laughs> Says nothing at all. No, it's cra- it's crazy. Like I just can't believe that they're pulling this off. It's really fucking nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> no, literally, bro, like here, let me let me just you know me fan out real quick, bro. Like literally, bro, they are executing the text to to perfection. And like, they're kind of rewriting it too. This is the new canon too. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's like it's not even like this is not even the tip of the iceberg. Like, there's so many more characters that are gonna pop up. Like, oh man, it's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. But here's what I want to see next episode. I want to see Lenore step up to the fucking plate. Be a man, son. Yeah, he ain't gonna go out like that. He, he ain't gonna go man, son. You out here sucking and fucking. Look, I hate to break it to you, bro. At Dragonstone. Ain't hella niggas there where you can just <laughs> all right. So hey, you got to and be a and be a father, okay? You gotta be a father. You can't be a deadbeat black father, Lenor. That's exactly. Come on. Another thing I want to see. Vagar is unclaimed. We see in the in the preview, uh, one of the little girls like somebody stole Vagar. Yeah. I want to see who the fuck steals Vagar and how it happens. How the fu- yeah? How the fuck do you steal a dragon? Like is is they, what they, I mean, they, they ain't steal that dragon. <laughs> you can't yeah, steal a dragon. They can't, <laughs> they can't be controlled. Like it literally takes years to dragon, bond yeah. with a dragon. There's very few people that even have the capability of bonding with a dragon, right? So it's like, how did yeah? That I think that's a that's an interesting wrinkle as well because like that shit shouldn't be possible and. The last thing I want to see, I want to see how um, how Rhaenyra's death, well, not Rhaenyra's death, how Landa's death impacts. <laughs> yeah, Rhaenyra dies next episode. So, so in the in the book, you know, uh, Landa and Rhaenyra are really close. Like she's there, literally at the birthing bed with her when she dies. Like they're literally like like super tight. So I want to see. Um, if they kind of play that up uh, in the next episode, maybe Rhaenyra will say a few words at the funeral or something. I just, I don't know. Yeah. There's so. nobody. Yeah, they have a funeral. They showed her bones and the, in the oh, previous episode. That was all ash. For next week, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> dust in the wind. Yeah, yeah we, we, we're getting the funeral. Like, yeah, they, they push the casket into the water. I like that, you know, 
kind of owed to, you know, being a sailor and, and kind of the Valerian way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it'll definitely be a funeral. At, yeah, also super excited to spend some time with uh, with Corliss. The next two episodes, seven is titled Driftmark and eight is titled The Lord of the Tide. So we're getting a, we're getting a lot of Corliss coming up. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he was missing this whole ep, right? And he was throwing his weight around last time we saw him in episode five. Like he was, he was kind of poised to be the quote unquote like most powerful man in Westeros, you know, because Viserys looking weak as hell. And so we haven't seen him after the time jump. So I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how he's matured. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We gotta look, man. There's a lot to look forward to. In this show, man, they're they're firing on all cylinders, man. Every time you think, damn, like they really going crazy. The next episode just go a little crazier, man. So, shout out to the shout out to fucking Ryan Condal and Miguel, um, George. Yeah. Anything else y'all want to say? Good next week. Amazing show. Looking forward to next Sunday. All right. It's an amazing show. Amazing show. Well, until next time, haters. It's KP. Mikey Dimes, you are. Keep on hating.